Welcome back to the Moon Tower Business Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Obel. Today, we're talking to Nicole Williamson from Zilker Media. How's it going, Nicole? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for uh, joining us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Um, let's just jump right into it and tell folks yeah. uh, what uh, Zilker Media is all about, what, what Zilker Media does uh, here in Austin. Yeah. So if you didn't know from our name, we love Austin um, and you know have our name after Zilker Park. Um, you know, we're not by Zilker Park and don't office in Zilker Park, though we get that question a lot. Um, but we are a full service branding, digital and PR agency, um, really focused on building people driven brands. So really putting out front the CEO, the executive, the thought leader behind a brand and a company. Um, but we work with all types of um, top brands, thought leaders and authors, um, just really you know, across the board, some pretty fantastic clients that we're, we're very, very fortunate to partner with. That's awesome. We're going to get into uh, some of the clients, I guess, that, that, uh, that you have worked with and yeah. uh, some of the things that you have done at Zilker. But I kind of want to step back and, and uh, ask about um, your, your past experiences and background uh, kind of before you got into Zilker. I know you've, you've been involved with other uh, PR or media companies before mm -hmm. in the past. Can you kind of tell listeners about what you've been involved in before? Yeah, so I've been doing digital for about, I guess I'm coming up on almost seven years, which is pretty hard to believe and kind of got my start dabbling with doing some campaigns even in high school to raise money for some nonprofits and using Facebook when that was pretty new thing at the time. Um, but yeah, my big start though was doing um, digital campaigns and digital marketing for um, some statewide politicians and PACs and nonprofits and organizations. So um, you know, really a learning experience for sure, um, but have really been fortunate to kind of see how the digital landscape has changed over the years um, and work across the board on every social media platform that you could imagine and do email marketing campaigns and um, have been writing, you know, my, my entire life and uh, got even started just on my own in college of having a blog dedicated to Texas football um, used to travel with the team for fun just to write about them kind of in a humorous way because at the time they weren't winning a whole lot. So you had to bring some positive enjoyment out of kind of a painful situation to watch sometimes. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, how have you seen the kind of the, the landscape change with, with the technology, um, you know, when it comes to digital, digital marketing over the years? Gosh, it changes, I feel like, daily, if not hourly. Uh, you know, we, we started, uh, you had MySpace and Facebook, and it was just kind of used for friends. And now it's just like, that's your main advertising platform is Facebook. Um, you know, from LinkedIn, that used to just be a way to find jobs and connect with other companies. But now it's a real thought leadership platform. And one, we've really been prioritizing for our clients at Silker. I think it's a fantastic tool. Um, I feel like Twitter gets a bad rap a lot and that makes me sad because I love Twitter. It's probably my favorite channel. Um, it's not a place just to go and yell at people online. It's a really fantastic tool to um, be really strategic to connect with media and build these organic relationships with journalists online because that's where they are um, in a really thoughtful way. And just have your thought leadership out there. People really do have great conversations on Twitter. You just kind of have to go looking for it. But um, 
I feel like it's continued to change and Instagram, um, that platform changes. I feel like every week we have a new little tool to play with on it, um, from stories and, you know, across the board, I think it's been, um, prioritizing what makes sense for you and your brand. Don't feel like you have to be in everything. Um, and I think that's one big thing that uh, as time has changed, people are realizing like, Oh, I don't have to be on every platform. And I'm like, right. You don't have to be on every platform. Sure. And so do you see kind of, uh, any, you know, like MySpace at some point was a big deal and kind of went away. And then right. do you see anything happening like that now? Like maybe like Facebook, is that kind of getting kind of old school or, or yeah. I get that question a lot. And, you know, I know the younger generation coming up uh, behind me is not super active on it, but still kind of uses it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see Facebook going anywhere right now, especially since they control Instagram. And I think people sometimes forget that. Um, and Instagram is still great. And, and I, I think Facebook is a great platform. You know, it's good for advertising being used very strategically and, um, Facebook groups, I think, are what is keeping that platform still top of mind because Facebook groups are fantastic. Um, it's a great way to build community online and something that people really should take more advantage of. Um, and I, I do see that being one of the big future um, drivers for Facebook. I think they're going to even incorporate advertising into it pretty soon as well. Gotcha. And so, so some of the places you worked for before the different um, agencies, what kind of companies did you work with uh, in those places? Yeah. So um, before my time at Zilker, you know, I was really fortunate to work with some nonprofits here in Austin. Um, also got to work with the university co-op a little bit, which was cool. And, you know, something I was super passionate about, um, which was, you know, just kind of fantastic. Anytime I can combine you know, a big passion like football for me is always great. Um, and so that's been a really big thing. Uh, for me, I've really worked with a lot of individuals, um, really helping grow their personal brands, you know, really coaching them through that, um, how to be humanizing online and not very robotic, which sometimes you can be if you're not really strategic about how you come across. Um, and then now at Zilker, you know, we work with brands and companies kind of all over the place and it's been really, really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of, a, some local people, um, off the top of my head. Yeah. We've got, you know, Keystone bank, who is a big, um, one of the fastest growing banks in Texas. And that's been a really great company to be a part of. And, um, you know, we always look to expand our reach here cause we just love the city of Austin. So anytime, you know, we've been working with Thinkery to help promote some of their stuff and um, just doing a lot of, you know, work in the community where we can. Um, one great thing about Zilker is we used to be able to volunteer every quarter with some organization we love here. And uh, unfortunately with COVID, that's kind of, you know, put a pause on that project. But, um, you know, anytime we can be involved with this city, we, we do it for sure. That's excellent. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, the size of your team and kind of some of the mm -hmm. team members and their different roles? Yeah, um, I have the best team in the world. Um, let's see, I've got um, three team members right now. I have a brand strategist um, named Sarah, who's freaking phenomenal. She's wonderful, so kind. All of our clients adore her and she just has such a gift for building relationships with people. Um, I have our creative lead, Melanie, who 
might be the best designer in the world. She's just so gifted and man, the things that she puts together, I wish I could show you and spend the next hour going through all of her design work and brand books, but she's just incredible. Um, and then one of our newer employees, Anthony, um, he is our digital marketing strategist and it's mind blowing his eye for social media and his just knowledge and skill of strategy. He comes up with such cool campaigns and ideas. Like I love when he gets excited and it's like, I have a bunch of ideas. It's like, yes, let's hear it. This is going to be a great day. Um, so that makes up kind of my team. And uh, then, you know, we have our PR team um, with Shelby and Fabiana um, and they are, you know, kind of a, just a dynamic duo uh, really, really getting incredible PR for our, our, um, our clients. It's been really great. Um, so that kind of makes up like the core team and then our executive team, we have our CEO Paige and our chief strategy officer, Wes, and our new director of partnerships, Don, who joined the team not that long ago, um, and our CFO, Patty. And so we have a really just kind of core team of people. Um, we're not huge, but we are very powerful in what we do. Awesome. I mean, you kind of talked about what, uh, what you guys offer. Um, so we have a company that's, so we have a listener company that they want mm -hmm. some help from you. Can you talk a little bit more in the weeds about some of the services you can offer for like, just like a tech com a tech startup company that yeah. needs your help in growing their brand? Yeah. So one thing we really love to do is kind of the dynamic duo of supporting the company and what their needs are on digital or email or whatever that may be or advertising, um, but also bringing to the forefront the leader behind the company. So whoever the CEO is or the COO or, you know, who are the directors that are really driving engagement for them, how do we elevate all of their personal brands to bring the company um, to light and to really drive that forward? Because the way digital is now, companies are having a harder time connecting with individuals because people want to connect with people. And that's why our mission has really been to build people-driven brands. That's our passion. That's what we want to do. And so that's something we're really, really, really great at. Um, you know, we do branding. So if you're a new company and you're just starting from square one and you need logos and um, fonts and a color palette, Melanie is going to be your person. She's going to do that. It's going to be fantastic. You'll love it. Um, we do taglines and mission statements and all of those, those great elements. Um, but we, we do strategies to really build out your roadmap of what you should be doing online. What channels should you be prioritizing? What does your frequency and cadence look like? Um, what kind of creative campaigns can we do for you? We're doing a really cool creative campaign right now um, for one of our clients and it's called the See the Color Challenge and it's help elevating um, black owned businesses across the nation. And people can nominate these black owned businesses that you know they wanna help support and get their name out there and. Um, that's been such a fun campaign. So we do things like that all the time. Um, we have a lot of PR services. So, you know, if you want to do pitching and get bios and press releases um, for whatever you need, you may have a new book coming out that needs a book launch campaign. We do that too. Um, really across the board, we do podcasting. Um, we, you know, that's been something we've really, really enjoyed. Um, videos and video editing, you know, there's really not much we don't do. So, um, but that's kind of the maybe high level version of services and social media. Of course we do, you know, social media advertising and all of those pieces as well. Great. And so you guys must have a lot of uh, really good working relationships with different, uh, you know, different news sources and, and uh, people like 
that are, that are trying to launch a book. Uh, and it's, I'm sure it's very important to maintain relationships like that. Yeah, our PR team does a great job of that. They, I mean, Shelby's been in the industry for over 10 years, has wonderful connections. Um, you know, she has done a fantastic job of leading that department. She's the PR director. And, you know, when we've, we've had clients, whether they're launching a new company, launching an idea, um, or just looking to get general more media and press to elevate their thought leadership and awareness, you know, she's got those connections. So um, our PR team are, are a bunch of rock stars who are really, really doing great. And Fabiana, you know, she brings such a level of expertise and um, contacts as well, especially local. She has a lot of experience here too. Nice. And so are your clients mostly local to Austin or do you have uh, clients kind of all over? What's the kind of demographic there? They're kind of all over. We have several in Atlanta, um, which is, you know, that wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened. I uh, have a few in Nashville, um, you know, a few here. Uh, we had, we've worked with some people in England before, you know, it's really across the board. Um, just kind of depending of where that relationship comes in and, and where they may be. I know we've got one in Charlotte right now. Um, so it just, it kind of just depends on who comes in. We aren't really um, in one particular market, you know, if they're a good fit um, and a good partner for us, then, you know, we'll, we'll work with you wherever you're at. <laughs> so when you're doing like a digital marketing for a company, uh, and you're doing a campaign and say they're from, from London or, or another country in Europe, uh, do you have to take a different approach to, to trying to, I guess, uh, grow that campaign in another country? Is it different do, doing it in like a Europe versus United States? Yeah, it kind of depends on what their goals are. So if they're looking to expand their American reach, then, you know, we make that the priority, especially since time zones are very different. Um, you know, we worked with someone who um, was in New Zealand and that that's a whole other kind of time zone. Um, but her main kind of audience is in America. So we just kind of prioritize that and just based on where they're at. Um, but yeah, you know, you just kind of have to figure out if we're trying to expand America reach, you know, my hub is in London. That's really where my customer base is going to be or my audience is going to be. Then, you know, we, we do that. But it just kind of depends on the client. Gotcha. How did uh, how has COVID-19 affected uh, you guys' business? You know, um, we've been very, very fortunate um, to just continue sales really strongly and bring in some fantastic partners that we could really help work with during this time. Um, I think a lot of people had the time to do digital, and so they really doubled down on using their, their time to do it and to invest in it. And we've been very, very fortunate. Um, we really gosh, we've, we've been so busy. And so it's kind of like, I know a lot of the world, unfortunately has been slower and, you know, we're, we've been helping our community as much as humanly possible. Um, but, you know, I'm very, very grateful. And I know the whole team is that we haven't really missed a beat. Um, and that we've been able to have such great clients who saw the value in keeping us around and working with us. I'm, I'm just grateful that we could continue our partnerships there, but it's been good. And we've, we're very, very busy. So we're full steam ahead. That's awesome. Have you heard any feedback from your clients, how, how they've been affected by COVID? Yeah. You know, I think a few of them on the initial months kind of was just like, oh no, what's going to happen. But I think for the most part, you know, we work with such fantastic people. Everyone knew um, when to shift gears and what changes to make if needed. And um, a lot of these are some incredible thought leaders. And, you know, with COVID, it wasn't just COVID happening and then everything else in the world started happening and 
um, we really use that opportunity to get their platforms, you know, moving even faster. Um, a lot of them are making a big difference in the world and, you know, it wasn't a time to dial back and be quiet. It was a time for them to really um, elevate their platforms even more and be a voice and they've done a great job of it. So, um, you know, for the most part, I think everyone has felt some kind of impact in some way, but um, thankful for the most part, everyone's been good. Gotcha. When, uh, when a company comes to you or, or an individual or client um, that is trying to kind of grow their presence online and grow their brand, um, what kind of uh, feedback do you get from them? Do, you, do, you, do they typically attempt to try to do this on their own and just not so much success so that you guys are able to really make that happen? And what, what, what is the usual scenario from like a, a client that comes to you for that? You know, I think it comes down to expertise. Like, I don't know what I'm doing or I want this to be successful, but I need someone to partner with me to make it happen. Um, and, and that's usually the thing is, or, or time. Hey, I, I really want to do this, but I don't have the time to manage it myself. So that's kind of the buckets that we see. But um, I feel like we have a really great reputation of providing excellent service and being a great partner. Um, you know, we have something that we don't just kind of turn out social media content if that's what you want. Um, we really focus on, on what's your business goals? What are you trying to achieve? You know, are you launching a new product? Are you trying to increase sales? Or do you have a book coming out? Or are you just trying to, at one point, increase your speaking engagements and whatever that may look like? So we really dive in on what those goals are and then align our strategy accordingly to make that happen. And so um, I think people understand and with our reputation, we have so many word of mouth leads that come in. It's been fantastic. And people know that if they just really want to elevate what they're doing, um, they know it's not just going to be posting on social media without a plan because that doesn't get you anywhere. Um, and they know we're really strategic about our approach and really focusing on their business and personal goals as well. Can you talk about some of the uh, marketing campaigns that you've, uh, that you've worked on at, at Zoker? Yeah. So um, the See the Color Challenge is the big one. It's going on right now. That's huge. It's with our client, Phyllis Newhouse. And if you don't know who she is, she's a powerhouse and a fantastic woman who, you know, she's making a huge difference in so many people's lives. And that's just been such a great thing to be a part of. So that's been one huge campaign. We actually did a campaign for her, I think it was last year, um, which was like another 90 day challenge of just kind of changing your perspective and changing your view and getting building a Facebook group of a community of people who could really just join together um, and help one another. And, you know, community is, like I said, where digital is going. That's where people, especially now that we can't have physical community anymore. Um, Facebook groups have become such a major outlet for them. So that's just been such a fantastic thing. Um, you know, we've done a lot of book campaigns. Um, we also do a lot of quiz marketing. So I think that's one of our really cool tools. We, you know, have our own software that does this. And um, that's been some, such a cool thing. We do a lot of quiz campaigns. So whether it's to generate new leads for a company, um, to, you get instant results. It's a really neat tool that we've used and done a lot of advertising campaigns for different um, books and services. Um, I know that's pretty broad, but I'm trying to think. We do so many, and then you forget them all <laughs> kind of thing. But um, And then at Zilker, you know, we do a lot of just campaigns for ourselves and our team. And um, 
before COVID hit, um, we did a, we were doing a whole campaign for Women's History Month in March and then COVID hit. So we couldn't finish it out because um, we needed to kind of shift gears a little bit to, you know, match the narrative of what was happening. But we were doing a feature of all of our women clients um, talking about who they are, what their mission is, what their brand is, and how they're making a difference as a kind of powerhouse female. And so um, that's one of our favorite things that we, we've done. We also do fun things like, you know, naming our pets and posting those and giving them titles and things like that too. Very cool. Can you talk about um, what goes into like a book campaign? Like what kind of things do you have to do to try to really get it out there and, and get the word out? Yeah. So um, authors are, you know, it's, it's so cool because there's so many different books. Um, I love using quiz marketing for books when we can really use that as a tool to educate the audience on what it is, but give them tactical advice and takeaways right then and there. So they're, they're getting those instant results. And then we can kind of direct them back to the book where they want to buy it after that. Um, I know book sales can be kind of a hard thing to achieve, but when we look at an author and a book relationship, we're looking at building the author up and using the book as a tool um, because they may write other books or they may go on to do other things. They may do speaking engagements or, um, you know, video courses or whatever that may be or whatever their income and revenue may be for their future business. And um, that book should be a tool to do that. It shouldn't just be about getting book sales. And so we really focus on elevating the thought leader, the author behind the book, uh, but doing launch campaigns too. So email drip campaigns, um, you know, asking for those Amazon reviews and, you know, doing cool social media campaigns. Um, we have one in the works right now and I don't want to spill it before it goes live. So it's a really fun one as an a way to introduce kind of this whole mindset behind the book in a, in a fun and unique way. But, you know, we try to be really, creative and take a unique approach to each book when we have one. Um, so it's not a just constant, you know, same ideas. We want to be really specific. Um, and then PR is always great. Anytime you can have PR with a book, that's going to be the big driver behind it. Um, you making sure that you're getting your name out there and getting people excited about the upcoming book launch. Does an author typically come to you like, once uh, their book is complete, it's, it's been published or have they, did they ever come to you kind of like, uh, we're almost done and mm -hmm. it's not published yet? Yeah, we get them where they're not even written yet, where it's like, hey, I'm writing this right now. It's coming out next year. We have a couple of those right now. Um, and that's always better when we can have it. The sooner we can lay the foundation and the groundwork, because the hardest ones are when um, the book is coming out and nothing's been done ahead of time to help build your brand awareness because you don't want to come out and just be like, I have a book and move on. You want to really lay the groundwork of posting your thoughts and really having that thought leadership online. So when the book is there, they've already connected with you, the, the thought leader, the author, and now they have that online relationship and connection with you. Now they want to go buy the book. So that's when we see the most successful campaigns. Gotcha. And so, um, yeah, so they, so they come to you what, at that point, do you help with like publishing or do they typically already have like a publisher lined up? They already have a publisher lined up. Um, we do have, you know, connections to great publishers and have a lot of partnerships and relationships there. But, um, you know, kind of like I mentioned, we, we do have a few books that we still work with. Um, and that's kind of what the roots we're in, but now we're, we've seen a big shift of just people really trying to elevate their thought leadership and 
you know, we've been fortunate to work with some really top level brands too. Very good. Um, what would you say is the biggest challenge for you in trying to help grow a brand for, for an individual or company or entity? Yeah, you know, the biggest challenge kind of overall as a digital marketer is staying ahead of the curve. Like whether that be a new trend or the algorithm changes again, and, um, you know, a new social app comes out and it takes off like TikTok and that just kind of took over massively. Um, you know, you always have to be learning and willing to adapt and change your strategy. Whether you have a team of people doing this for you or if you're, you know, willing to do it yourself, you know, that's one thing you always have to stay top of mind on. And I think why people usually hire this out and use an agency like Zilker Media is because our job is to always be learning, is to always be tracking trends. Um, I distinctly remember, I think it was like two or three years ago, and we went, we took off for Christmas and came back and it was kind of like Facebook wasn't acting normal. We saw a dip in numbers. I was like, what is going on? And it wasn't for one client. It was everyone. I was like, what happened? And so we did some digging and then, you know, they made an announcement that their algorithm had changed. I was like, that makes sense. Cause you can immediately see an impact there. So really just watching those things um, and, and being willing to just adapt. That's a huge, huge thing. I think people get so stuck on, you have to have a graphic with every post and it has to look this way and it doesn't. Um, you know, one thing we've seen a huge change in the past couple months, especially on LinkedIn is text posts are what's performing. Um, that has been the long text post. It's not even just like three sentences. Like you, you've got like a 200 word post on there, 300 words. And you know, back in the day, that was a big no, no, keep it short, have a call to action, sign off. Now it's, if you don't have the see more to click down button, it doesn't usually perform as well. And wow. that was something that blew my mind. It, that's a big, big thing on, on LinkedIn. Um, another random one is screenshots of tweets, posting them on Instagram. Yes, I've seen that. They perform so well. It's so easy too. And I'm like, wow, we tried to make these beautiful graphics and then you see like just a screenshot perform. I'm like, wow, I guess, I guess that's where things have changed and what people are engaging with. So just being really mindful of those things and um, willing to learn and understand it's a, it's a long game process. It doesn't, you don't see growth and a thousand followers overnight. Um, I think that's our other big challenge is the follower game. Um, you know, people want thousands of followers and I totally understand that. Um, but when we approach it, we want to build the right audience. So if you have a thousand followers or 5,000 followers and you're getting 10 likes on Instagram, it's because you don't have an engaged audience. And I rather have engagement. I rather have 50 people who constantly comment and like and engage. And that growth comes when you have those 50 people. But if you just have thousands of people who scroll right past you, it doesn't do you any good. So What's the best way to get people to, to what's the best pe uh, way to get people to engage on social media, like on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter? Yeah. Um, be conversational. That's a huge thing. Um, ask questions, ask for feedback. You know, I love doing this on LinkedIn. It's kind of like um, you just having a post that you can have your thoughts and engage in your engaging piece behind it. Um, but at the end, it's kind of like, what are you doing? 
you know, this week to make a difference? Like, what have you been doing? Or how have you reached out to someone um, to invite them into your community? Or, you know, all kinds of things. Um, or asking people to tag and not in a like spammy promotional way, but like, you know, who in this week has made an impact on your life? Tag them so we can recognize them. Those are some kind of challenge ways we've done that. But I think asking questions is always a fantastic way. Um, especially like on Instagram stories, they gave you a whole tool to do it. Um, so allowing people to ask you questions too, um, especially if you have a big brand in place or people really look to you for thought leadership, let them ask you questions and respond and do a video to do it. I think people really, really appreciate that um, and feel recognized. And that's what you want online. It needs to be a community aspect, not just here's my beautiful new graphic, even though it's great. Um, what's the engagement piece? What are we doing beyond that? Very nice. How important is a, uh, is a brand's website? Uh, what they have on there for, for folks to see when they log on? It's very important. Which <laughs> um, is very, it's really important to have. And if you're getting started, you know, that I think a website is so overwhelming for people. And I totally get that. Um, and maybe you just start with like a landing page, but owned media, what we refer to, you know, is, is your website. That's that asset that you own and you have complete total control over. And so rented media, so all your social platforms are great and you want to set, you want to post and you want to get people engaged, but you got to send them somewhere. So you want blogs, you want those. I know, I know people think blogging is dying. It's not, it's for SEO and your name will never be top of mind on Google unless you have a website. So it's worth the investment. Um, it's worth the few months of work that goes into it. And you can always change and build it over time, but have something in place um, because Google is going to be a hard fight to win if you don't have a website. And you're, like I said, algorithms change all the time. So you can, you, you control that website. So I don't know much about TikTok, but is, <laughs> I know it's a new thing that kids are doing nowadays. Um, are, are brands using that to get awareness and to grow their, their brand? Brands are using it. You know, um, I, and it's the thing I've, I've seen the most is like doctors using it a lot. Um, I feel like, you know, the way it's curated online, you have kind of a for you page and it's kind of eerie how well TikTok knows me it feel like uh, with endless you know cat videos at this point but um i'll see like dermatologists do it in a fun way to um kind of you know get rid of myths in there and you know talk about the right ways to approach skincare and things like that so that's very interesting to me that you know that kind of took off in the healthcare space um i know there's a bunch of questions out there what's going to happen with tiktok um i know there's been some data issues and they're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. So uh, that's something we're watching. You know, we're being very cautious to just make sure that everything is, is moving the way it should be. But, you know, overall, it's a fun platform. It's very addicting. Um, I grew up with Vine, so it reminds me a little bit of Vine. Um, that. But I think TikTok is a lot more innovative and um, fun and, you know, it, at first I thought it was like, man, it's a really young audience and I'm seeing everything across the board. I think COVID made it just massively blow up even more um, in engagement and use. I'd love to see some like rural stats of where it was at before March and, and where it is at now. 
that's kind of like how how all, most of the social media sites or, or platforms yeah. started, right? Like it's the young folks that start using it, and then over time, like older people and businesses and brands and stuff start using it. Afterwards. Yeah, I know, and and I know MySpace tried to like do a whole music thing, and um, when they it was like the young generation, and then Facebook came out, and that generation was like, okay, buy MySpace, I'm going to go to Facebook. And you kind of just see that progression change over time. Um, the reason, like I said, why I think Facebook will continue to be a great platform is one, advertising. There's too much money that goes into it to not maintain some kind of stability. But Facebook groups, I think, are the best thing that they've ever done on that platform. Like it just by far, I love them so much. I could talk about them all day. Um, but yeah, you know, it is crazy. And I think TikTok is a lot of fun. Um, I'm curious to see kind of the role it will continue to play in strategies moving forward. Are there any other uh, social media platforms that are kind of under the radar that are up and coming that you're aware of that, that uh, might be people be seeing them soon? You know, there was one that tried, I can't, and honestly, I can't remember the name of it now. It was similar to Instagram. It like tried to launch and it failed pretty badly. I just, it, I don't even know if it's around anymore. They may have already shut it down. Uh, I haven't, you know, I Snapchat was a thing and I'm, I'm starting to see that kind of not be as big of a way of even advertisements. Um, and the people that are advertising there, it's a very just spe specific niche. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see anything coming up. You know, I think for what we have, I think some of these tools are going to change and become more, dominant. And I think that's LinkedIn. Like I'm, I'm telling people time and time again, like double down on LinkedIn. I promise. Um, their ad platform is really becoming robust and they're, they're rolling out some really, really exciting new features. Um, that I think is a great thing for people to just be mindful of. And again, it's not the perfect tool for everyone, but, um, I love it. I think it's, I think it's such a great place and I'm really excited about where it's going. What does the uh, competition look like for Zilker Media in Austin? Are there, are there a lot of firms kind of doing similar things that, that, that you're doing or not so much? Yeah. I mean, I think there's always a bunch of great digital agencies around and, you know, there will always be competition, which is great. That's what keeps everybody pushing forward and being innovative and serving all the different markets. You know, we work with a lot of partners. Um, we have PR firms that we've worked with, tons of them. Um, we worked with other digital agencies and for Zilker, we're very collaborative. You know, if you have someone and you want to bring us on, we work with them all the time. We love that. Um, we love learning from others. So yeah, it's Austin. It's a tech, it's a tech place. So we're always going to see a ton of great agencies and um, it's fun to see what all these other agencies in town and across the nation do. So for us, we use it as a way to just kind of see all the fun stuff that everyone else is doing. And anytime we get to partner with another fantastic agency, we take full advantage because we love, we love that opportunity to just connect with other experts in our industry. Very good. Do you have a uh, favorite type of brand to work with personally? Oh, favorite type of brand. I mean, Local is always fun because we're here and that's great. And I, I mean, I've been in Austin almost 10 years and um, I didn't plan on moving or living anywhere else when I left my hometown. So um, I always love local. Um, I love some of these 
really awesome women we're working with right now. It was just like all of a sudden we had an influx of really incredible, just making a difference woman. And I, I get really excited about people who are passionate about making a difference. Um, and we work with a lot of people and most of our clients are, are that, if not all of them. Um, and so that's what excites me the most, I think. Not to say that if we ever worked with Texas football that I just wouldn't probably die of happiness. Um, <laughs> so I know they have an incredible digital and PR team and all in-house, but you know, you never know. The hope can stay alive at some point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what's going on with the, with the football season? Are they going to start late or... I literally had a call about it this morning, so I don't know. I actually found out that they are, so I'm a season ticket holder, if that's not super obvious. Um, my husband and I go to pretty much every game, um, and I, I drag him all the time. So um, they were 50% capacity. Apparently today they dropped it to 25% capacity. Um, so I don't really know what's going to happen. I, was, I felt really good about 50% that I was going to be able to go. Um, and they were be able to accommodate everyone that's a season ticket holder, but 25%. It's a big stadium, but I don't really know. And it, everyone's been kind of quiet about what's going to happen um, if they're going to delay starts or I feel like they're literally going to wait till the last minute and just either push it to spring or no fans. I, I have a hard time believing they're going to, they're going to let people go. It's just been kind of like nitpicking and cutting things out. Um, and I get it. They, it's so, it's, I don't envy anyone making those decisions right now. So if the, if the season kicks off, how's UT going to do this year? You know, <laughs> I feel like the ultimate Texas curse. Um, I drive a burnt orange car, um, like ultimate diehard. And I felt like when I bought that, I bought it in January and I made a bunch of jokes of like, oh man, this is the ultimate Texas curse. And now this happened, I was like, oh gosh, maybe it really is. I always say I'm cautiously optimistic is the thing I always like to say. I think they have more talent than they've had in a long time. And I love Sam. I think he's great. Um, I also think the competition may not be as bad in conference this year, but like I said, I truly never know. And so it's uh, cautiously optimistic and trying not to curse um, the team for the whole season since other people will be listening to this and it doesn't come back on me. <laughs> that, that's a good approach to have for sure. Um, stepping back again real quick on, on, uh, on Zilker Media yeah. and, and the services you guys offer. Uh, can you generally talk about how, how pricing works for uh, brands that are looking to use your service? Yeah. Honestly, it kind of just ranges pretty heavily. It really is based on what you want, based on your goals, how many people, how many channels. Um, do you want PR? Do you want branding and PR? So um, there's not really like a set number per se I could give. Um, but, you know, anyone who wants to work with us or is interested in learning more, you know, I always encourage that they go to our website and reach out so we can start that conversation to see if we can partner together on whatever you may be looking to do. Um, we also have a fantastic quiz, um, the Zilker Media Personal Branding Quiz, which is on our website. And it's a really fun kind of entry point to get to know us and kind of take an evaluation of your brand, um, you know, where you're at right now and what you may need to do in the future to start that conversation. So kind of don't have like a range, but, um, you know, we're, we always love working with anyone who wants to partner with us. And if it's a great fit and we, we find ways to make it work. 
Very good. So we are getting close to the end of the podcast here, and I have a very important question for you. Yes. What is your favorite restaurant in Austin, Texas? Oh, I have two, and I'm a massive foodie, so picking just two was very much a struggle. Like, if I could go to eat out every night, which I pretty much do, I would. Uh, I love Matt's El Rancho. I'm obsessed with it. I could eat the Asadero tacos and Bob Dip every single day of my life. Um, it would not be good for me, obviously, but oh, it's just those Ostero tacos are just so fantastic. Um, and then Vince Young Steakhouse. And it's not just because I'm a diehard Texas fan, but um, it's a great, great place. I love it. It's also in the old Austin Real World house, if anybody ever remembers that show. I remember that, definitely. Um, it's a very cool vibe. Um, great pictures of um, longhorns throughout that are like black and white. It's the best steak, I mean, anywhere. I, I go back time and time again. So it's our perfect, it's a great anniversary date spot, birthday celebration. Um, it's awesome. Two great choices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicole Williamson, thank you so much for joining us and talking about what you do at Zilker Media. Um, list, listeners out there, if you have a brand uh, you're looking to grow, please reach out to them. What's the website where folks can find you, uh, Nicole? It is zilkermedia.com. So Z-I-L-K-E-R-M-E-D-I-A.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Have a good day. All right, you too. Bye-bye.